Welcome to the Courageously Her podcast. This is your host, Gayla, and I am back here this week for my fifth episode. And today we're going to be talking all things personal development, putting yourself first, and just making sure that you are living a life that puts you first so that you can pour into others, but you got to pour into yourself first. So with me, I have a wonderful guest, a client and friend, Miss Jennifer Ramos, and I am happy to have her on my show because we've gotten to know each other. I did some branding photos for her a while back, and we've stayed in touch ever since then. So welcome, Jennifer. I'm so happy that you're here today. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, so we chatted a few weeks ago. Well, actually, I think we had talked about me starting a podcast a while back. And you know me, Miss the Queen of Procrastination. <laughs> and I didn't start it exactly when we talked about it. It probably was about a year ago, if I remember. Mm. And now I we just launched and said, you know what? I'm doing this raw, real, and genuinely Gayla Bethany. So um, I'm happy you're here because we're talking, you know, my podcast is, is about empowering women and men and women, anybody who's listening. It's about, you know, making sure that you are nurturing yourself in the best way possible. So today we're going to be going over personal development, uh, things about career, family, and just other things to keep people on their toes and recognize that you have got to pour into yourself. Mm -hmm. So give us a little bit of introduction, Jennifer, on who you are, what you do, and something that, you know, people may not know about you. So I, um, I am originally from New York. Um, I have been living in Houston now for over 20 years. And um, I mean, a lot of my friends and everything call me Houstonian, but I'll forever be a New Yorker in my heart. <laughs> um, uh, I am in the mortgage industry, so I am a loan officer. So my job is to help people purchase a home and get pre-approved and all the things. Um, and something that maybe some people don't know about me, I think my close friends and family know that I'm a music lover, but what maybe some people don't know is that if I were to land a job that consists of simply listening to new music and giving my input, that would be my dream job. <laughs> and I would just take that in a heartbeat. Um, so I just, I feel like in my past life, like I was, I had a record label or something like, <laughs> so big music lover. Yeah. It's funny you say that because my dream job, I said, I think that I was supposed to be the person who chose the soundtrack for movies and <laughs> the, the music clips that go with the mood of what's happening currently, mm -hmm. like, you know, the ominous suspenseful music or uh, the track that makes you feel your feelings yeah. because a person in nature and it's just giving you like teary eyes or those tracks that bring up nostalgic feelings. That's my, that was my dream job, uh, like to be able to design the, uh, the soundtrack for movies. Yeah. So it's funny you say that because yeah. I am music lover as well mm -hmm. and my my music selection is all over the place mm -hmm. it is same one end of the to the other if you were to open my um my ipod well not my ipod we old it's fine iPod. i know i know what ipod is <laughs> yes if you were to open my music selection on apple music you wouldn't know what I look like, what race I was, anything, <laughs> because there's so many different things in there. Be like, man, who is this person? Yeah, I've got everything from country to alternative, indie, 
uh there's some asian stuff in there you name it i got it so that's cool i really like that yeah. um you said that was because I, I had a similar thought all right so uh let's jump into these questions so we're going to be talking about personal development and self-care and you had mentioned that you've been doing a lot of self-work and focusing on yourself and being a better version of yourself so talk to us about that what does that look like for you um, on a day-to-day -day basis yeah so i've really been trying to be intentional and consistent because for me i feel as though i have good habits but the consistency is where i lack in implementing those good habits and so um what i've been kind of implementing to you know in my daily process like when i wake up either in the morning when i first wake up or for sure before i go to bed i have this um like daily devotional um book that my best friend got me and just you know i'll turn to the date and i'll kind of just read what that devotional is for the day um and i just feel like ever since i've been doing that it's literally been speaking to what i have going on um and it's also like a reminder of hey you know hang in there hey you know this is this is why this may be happening um and i feel like over the past three years i've really like taken this seriously i've really taken like my self-care and self-work very seriously because i've learned that you know we are all flawed in different ways and in order to be of service to other people that you love and care for even with your job like you need to be whole and as much as you can you know be 100% um i know we have our days but for the most part like your core should be whole and so i've just been really um making sure that what i put into my mind is is positive whether that be a podcast or um, listening to books. Um, for me personally, um, Jay Shetty and Mel Robbins have like shifted. Oh, I love Mel Robbins. Yeah, have shifted my perspective for the better. Um, and, you know, they're motivational speakers, but I feel like they've been like life coaches for me. Um, just kind of giving me that, you know, different perspective, just because you know, depending on how you grew up and everything, um, you may have a certain way of thinking or how your family, you know, how they think and that can inf influence you as well. Um, so just like really just being intentional, I, I would say for me, like that's that's been the thing. And also like understanding that discomfort and being uncomfortable is a sign of growth. Um, oh, 100 percent. That that resonates with me so yeah it's tough though i'm not gonna lie uh it's tough for me yesterday i went to a networking event and um i went by myself met great women it was a great event um but i'm not gonna lie like because i'm a little more introverted i was like wait no one's here with me like i was getting scared like i was getting nervous and i was just like okay that's okay jennifer you got this like this is growth <laughs> yeah like it, it it's just a lot of growth has been happening and it's only april so <laughs> it's but it's 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 becoming like very rewarding you know like accepting like those challenges and that the growth is happening to make you be a, a better person well i love that you said it's becoming rewarding because a lot of times when we are uncomfortable right um you want to run to comfort and familiarity mm -hmm. so you know, personally for me, it's been the entrepreneur uh, way of life. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I have always worked since I was 17. I've always had a job, except for when I had kids. I took off a little bit, but of course I went back. I've always been a person who received a paycheck for showing up and doing what I had to do. Mm-hmm. So when I started Gay with Bethany Studio, um, it was hard for me to switch my mind over into full-on entrepreneurship mode. And I'm going to be real with you. That is not for me right now. Yes, I still am a photographer, but I am a hybrid business owner. I like to have my paycheck mm-hmm. and also like to run my business. So if you want to call it a side business, whatever, it's still a business and I take pride in it. So for you to say that, like, you know, it's it's becoming rewarding, that takes a lot because you got to know in yourself, like, okay, I'm uncomfortable, but here are the benefits in me getting out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And that's, that's something that I want to commend you on because a lot of people, they can't, they can't do that. You know, mm-hmm. they get uncomfortable and then they're like, oh no, it's a wrap. I'm done. Right. Right. So good good on that. All right. So we also were talking about um, getting closer to God and just you talking about listening to podcasts and books and everything. And Mel Robbins is definitely one of my favorite people when it comes to podcasting and, you know, her books and everything. Mm-hmm. I recently found Mel Robbins. That's the funny thing. Uh-huh. I just recently found her last quarter or so, and it just resonated so much with the message and the impact that I am trying to bring by having people like you on Courageously Her so that we can make a difference and let people know that it is so worth it to go through hard things mm-hmm. and still build that life that you want to live every day, mm-hmm. you know? And waking up in the morning. So like you said, you know, every day you will listen to something motivational. You have a book that you look at. Um, tell me more about before you used to do these things, what your life looked like and how you were feeling. Before you decided to put a self-care plan mm-hmm. in place and to set boundaries on what you're putting in your brain. How did your life look then? And what is, what is the growth that you see now? Oh, man, just thinking about that is just like, it reminds me how far I've come. And it hasn't been that long, but you start to see the difference of when you change what you're doing. And so for me, before I decided to pour into myself and, and do these things to really help myself become a better version of myself, I feel like I was just caught up in the hustle and bustle. Like, the the routine of okay wake up go to work wake up go to work come home like it was just the same routine over and over and granted i mean to a certain extent like that's a lot of people's lives like you got to get it you got to go you got to do this you, you know there's things that you have to do and that doesn't change but i didn't put myself first and i was i've i've realized that i am a very um i like to try to fix something so like whenever someone would come to me friend, family about a situation that they have going on, I instantly go into fix it mode. So I'm like, okay, well, okay, well, maybe you could do this. Well, have you thought about this? And I'm like over here just pouring into this person when really they probably just wanted to vent, right? They weren't looking for me to fix anything. But my thinking was that, okay, I you seem upset. You seem stressed. How do, how, how can I help you overcome this? And that was my usual approach to to dealing with people in situations but it was never about hold on what about how you're feeling jennifer how much this is taking out of you to constantly fix this person's situation especially uh people that 
really are not looking to make a change. They're kind of complacent. And all the conversations that we've had, maybe they're not even showing that they care to change. And so, you know, after a while you get burned out because especially with your loved ones, you know, you're trying to help them. You're like, hey, look at it this way. Hey, communicate this way. Um, But if they have to want to change, right? And I had to realize, okay, Jennifer, you're pouring so much into a situation that maybe it's not meant for you to do that. And maybe they need to go through these struggles in this situation to grow. Um, And then I just realized how I felt too. I felt just empty. Like I felt like I gave so much to others that I didn't have anything left over for me. Do you feel like you had high expectations from each person that you came in contact with that you wanted to fix because it sounds like naturally yeah. you're a person who likes to nurture yeah. and see the well-being of others. So do you feel that you had expectations from that other person? For sure. A hundred percent. I had expectations because number one, I could see their potential and I knew who they were and I knew that they could, they were capable of bettering their situation. And so I just assumed that with my guidance and my pep talk that it was just going to come together. And then when it didn't, you know, I was just like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. It, because I can see where your frustration comes from. I think we've all been in a situation where you see the potential of someone to be able to uplevel themselves, their lives, decisions that they've made because you, you think the world of them, especially if it's a family member. But like you said earlier, they have to want to change for themselves. As my grandma used to say, and I know people have heard this, you can lead a horse to the stable, but you cannot make him eat. Yes. And so proves true for so many things in life when it comes to people. What I have learned is not to have expectations from anything you did from the heart. If it came genuinely from your heart and from a good place and it was pure intentions, you cannot have expectations and you should not expect anything in return. Mm. Learned it the hard way, but I learned it. And it has changed the way I look at people. From It's a world of difference, yeah. right? Um, I am also one of those people who will see someone struggling and say, oh my gosh, let's, take, let's make an action plan. Let's do mm-hmm. this, let's do that. But when they're not um, eager to implement maybe some suggestions that I've given them, I used to get upset or take it personal, like, well, the advice I gave them was great. You know, why didn't they do it? And that is why I am not a teacher. (laughs) (laughs) I think it takes a special person to be a teacher. And, um, you know, COVID taught us parents real quick whether you were a teacher or not. (laughs) And so I learned that that is not in my persona. Maybe I can you know, if I wanted to get some help on how to become a better teacher, which I think all parents should, but not having those expectations mm-hmm. around people and how they respond to conversations you have with them, um, not looking for validation in other people, mm-hmm. that will make your life so much easier to live. And I love how when, when we're sitting here having this conversation, you say your name, like, hey, Jennifer, how are you feeling? A lot of people don't think about that, but that's a powerful thing in itself for you to actually call yourself by your name. Mm. When other people, you know, there's been studies that show when you, let's say, for instance, in sales, right? Mm -hmm. If you're trying to 
prospect someone and you're talking to, let's just say, uh, one of the people that leads you to the CEO of the company, uh, a gatekeeper, mm -hmm. so to speak, and you address that person by their name, let's say their name is Karen or Jennifer, whatever, let's mm -hmm. say, hey, Jennifer, how's your day going? There's power in that because you have taken the time to make yourself, um, make yourself, you know, call their name to show that they are a person. Right. And so when you say, hey, Jennifer, how are you feeling? When you address yourself by your name, mm -hmm. that is something that I think everybody should do. It's nothing wrong with talking to yourself. Oh, no. Because yeah. you got to have a conversation with yourself. Now you start asking questions and answering <laughs> them. I don't know. That's a different story. It's the same thing as stepping in front of the mirror and, and, and saying daily affirmations or what, whatever, what you need to say to yourself, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. But I commend you for being on this journey because there's so many people who are like, is life even worth living? I've been through so much. No one cares about me. And, and it comes from that need to seek validation from other people. And when you come to a place where you realize the only validation you need is from yourself, mm. just I'm so much easier. Mm. It's like a weight being lifted. And you had so. mentioned that um, you learned to set boundaries when it came to your well-being and, you know, how everybody's family dynamic is different. Mm. It feels different. So talk to me a little bit about that. So um, I feel as though recently I had to make a decision to set boundaries with my family um, for different reasons, but kind of what I was touching on before, you know, having conversations with loved ones about bettering their situation and, hey, this is how you can fix this and let me help you. Um, it's It started to weigh on me a lot. And, um, you know, it's different telling, you know, like what I do for a living, like telling a home buyer, hey, this is how you purchase a home. You got, here's the plan. This is what you need to do. Um, whether or not they follow that plan is on them, but it's my job to, you know, kind of navigate them. Um, and in that scenario, you know, I don't get upset if they don't listen to me. I'm like, man, you know, a little disappointed, but it's not the same as if I was talking to a family member and they were going through a situation and I was trying to help them and they didn't listen. It, it's different. Um, because it's your family. You want me personally. And I think most people like you want the best for your family. Like you want to see them win. You want to see them happy. You want to, you want to see them have peace in their life. Um, and so for me, it was just like, okay, I can keep pushing and pushing on this certain topic or this thing. But again, it's up to them. Like you said, you can, you can take the whole, you can't make the horse drink the water, you know? Um, and I'm not going to lie. Like it, and even still now, like it's still challenging to just accept like loving people from a distance and knowing like, mm -hmm. I still love you, but I, I, I but I'm gonna let you, yeah, I, I'm gonna let you do what you need to do in the time that you need to do it and how you need to do it. Because what I didn't want to be is like that person that's like, just always shaking my finger and shaking my head. Like, you need to do this. Why are you not? Like, I don't want to be reprimanding my relatives all the time. <laughs> like, especially. A, they don't respond yeah. They don't respond. To you and they start to disrespect you and undermine you when you're like 
you know, you're probably like, I'm a grown person. How are you going right. to be reprimanded right. for the choices I made? And, it's, as an and like for me too, what kind of made me like put that boundary down quick and strong <laughs> is when I started to be mishandled and like talked to and disrespected in a way that I was just like, man, I'm just, I'm just here trying to help. Like, I'm not better than you. The only difference between you and I is that I'm making the effort to work on myself and to be aware of my flaws and my, you know, the things that I need to work on. Right. And it just, that was like my breaking point is when I started to be treated in a way that I did not deserve. And you recognize that you deserve to not be treated in that manner. And oftentimes people don't recognize when they're being mistreated, taken advantage of, disrespected. Um, And it also comes down to generational ways of how we live our lives. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that times are changing. And I know you've probably, although you don't have kids yet, you've probably heard the term of gentle parenting. That was not a thing Mm. when I was a child. No. (laughs) You you do, or you caught these hands. Right. Like the belt, the belt, the chancla, like whatever. (laughs) You got a whooping in my household. And so, you know, having my own child now, and I'm really trying to reason with him on things. It takes patience and persistence. And the number one word of everything in life, consistency. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when you're talking to relatives or other people in your family, they may not be willing to change the generational way of doing things. So they're looking at you like, what in the world? Who is she? Why is she even coming to this? And you can't be upset at them for that. You just have to let them meet them where they are. You know, you know what? I I want to say this really quick before I forget because I wanted to make a note of this. I also came to the realization that maybe I am the one to change how things have been in my family. As far as like, I'm the one to like break the cycle. And it was weird to like come to that place because I was just thinking about, you know, my immediate family and everybody's situation. And I was just like, I feel like I'm the only one speaking this language. (laughs) I feel like it's just me. Maybe the only person that is doing that. Yeah. And it was just like, okay. And again, this comes with, you know, kind of growth and, and I'm, again, I'm, it's a work in progress, but I felt like, okay, Jennifer, maybe your, your purpose in this situation is to be consistent in showing them how to, you know, continue continue working on yourself and to better yourself and to you know communicate differently and change the dynamic of how this family has been for so long and it was and you know what jennifer mm-hmm. by you continuing to live your life in a way that's good for you you will never know who is actually finding comfort and uh looking up to you for that they may not tell mm-hmm. you most times they're not going to tell you but I promise you, you are impacting someone in a positive manner by, you know, taking care of Jennifer and saying, I'm important. I deserve to nurture myself before I pour it to anyone else. So even though you're catching some resistance 
from family members and you're going to get you're going to get friends who tell you you've changed and you know what <laughs> tell them thank you thank you for noticing yeah i've been working on my there's nothing wrong yeah. with that um but i think that a lot of times we feel that if someone tells us that we've changed it's a bad thing because once again subconsciously you are seeking that validation from this other person or this other group of people and as i keep saying once you realize I'm the only one who needs to accept myself for who I am first. All the rest doesn't matter. So you keep doing what you're doing, girl. You're doing it. And somebody is finding you very inspirational right now. I think you don't see it, but eventually you will because you're taking care of you. And that is important. Yeah. So kudos to you. Good job. And what, what are they saying now? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, <laughs> it is literally a work in progress, but you know, it's that's the first step is to be aware and, and figure out what you need to do for you. So, you know, yourself first. You gave an analogy that says, you know, on an airplane during safety, <laughs> they tell you to put your oxygen mask on before you help anyone else, and that to me is the key of living a life that you want to live. If you're putting everyone else before yourself and not taking care of yourself. I'm not saying you should be selfish right. and just kick everyone else to the side, um, but you should be self-full. You know, mm -hmm. fill yourself up so that you can overpour joy and um, just goodness to other people just by your ray of light and who you are mm -hmm. and just shining forth as genuine as you can. And I think that's that's just what we have to do. And even when you've been through adverse times, I mean, you know, I've mentioned before, I've lost a lot of people. And I'll admit, there was a time where I was, it was real hard for me to be empathetic for anyone else mm -hmm. or to feel sympathy for certain life situations because of so much loss and pain that I had been through. I looked at other people's problems like, and what? You can change right. it. Move on. Like, I've lost so many members of my family, especially my child. Mm -hmm. That I really don't care that you hate your boss. Right. Quit your job and find a new one. Like, why are you telling me? Right. That's how I feel about problems. And um, that's when I realized, okay, Gayla, you need to sit down. <laughs> you need to have a conversation with yourself, get these feelings out, because then that starts to project negative energy in the way I'm living my life. And I didn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. So uh, I just, I, I'm proud of you for coming Thank on you. here and just talking about working on yourself and taking care of you first. So I appreciate it. And I really do hope that this episode inspires so many of you to put yourself first. Book that need day. Plan it out. Y'all know I do this every month. Oh, yeah. Once a month, it is about gala. And it should be all about you. At least once a month. For some people, it's once a week. But you know the way my life is set up. <laughs> and I, got kids and I do it once a month. But I know women, especially women who are over the age of 40 or 50, they're like, oh, once a week, I am getting my nails done, my hair, a massage. And, you know, that's that's why I'm trying to be at 50 every week. Right. And eventually, you know, I'm trying to be on somebody's boat every day. Like, <laughs> not not, not boat. Like, I want to be on a boat with a cute hat and some sunglasses, champagne in hand. Right. There is nothing pouring into myself. Like, can you see, yes. can you see stuff on the boat? Yes, I see myself on the boat, too, <laughs> with you. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go on the coast of Italy, girl. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much, Jennifer, oh, for coming you. on to Create. And um, is there a way that people can follow you on social media? I will put it in the show notes, but just kind of let people know how they can contact you. If you were trying to get approved to buy a home in this market, this is your girl. She is your girl. She can help you. Yeah. So how can we get in contact with you? Yeah. So um, I am on Instagram, uh, Jen, your L-O. So J-E-N-Y-O-U-R-L-O. L-O stands for loan officer, by the way. Um, I am on TikTok as well, um, which is crazy to say, but hey, this is this is the time that we're in, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm on Facebook as well, Jennifer Ramos. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very responsive. So if you want to send me a DM, I'll be sure to reach back out to you. Um, and yeah, definitely if you're looking to buy, um, just, just do it. Just get it started, right? You never know where you're at where you may stand as far as actually being mortgage ready. And, and my focus is taking um, the, the anxiety of home buying out the way and just making people feel comfortable about it and knowing, hey, everybody's situation is different, but if this is your goal to buy a home, then let me help you get there in whatever time that looks like for you. Um, but let's stay focused on the plan. So yeah, definitely feel free to reach out. I'd love to help anyone. Y'all, please do. So thank you so much for everyone who tuned in. We will be back with another episode next week. And I look forward to you guys tuning in. So everybody have a wonderful uh, Friday and we'll see you soon.